On today's episode of Secrecy Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand, I got to chat with Chad Ross from Dorsal Bracelets. What an awesome conversation. We walked through what is actually working for him on TikTok. Sounds like they're actually getting some really, really great uh, results. And we walked through the anatomy of the kind of TikTok ad that actually works right now, at least in 2022. And this could change in the future, but amazing conversation around that. Uh, amazing conversation around how they grew uh, dorsal, just a really awesome chat, and I think you guys are going to get a ton out of this one. Hey guys, before we begin, I want to talk to you about how to grow your e-commerce brand in a post-iOS 14.5 world. If you're doing over seven figures in D to C, you need to hear this. Back when Facebook ads were absolutely crushing it and driving massive amounts of revenue, setting up basic flows and sending out occasional email campaigns used to cut it, SMS marketing included, you'd see it constantly, and so would we when we were looking at accounts at Mindful marketing. Brands earning 20 to 45% of their total revenue with email marketing with maybe three to four hours of work a month. And that's because they just set up some basic flows and then silence. But now that the Facebook algorithm has stopped spitting out such ridiculous returns, where do we go? Retention. But it requires marketers to go deeper than simple templated flows and copy and pasted campaigns, which we've seen all the time. It requires actually having a system that increases the LTV of your customers and then actually realizing that entire customer lifetime value in a shorter period of time, and hopefully even seeing a higher LTV. We're saddened to see brands do all the same things with their emails and SMS, and we're sick of auditing agency accounts who simply set up welcome flows and show off how many sales they make. Anyone can set up a welcome flow, abandoned cart flow, etc. That is the simple stuff, guys. The real key in retention marketing is digging deep into your market, copy, offer, your creative, and then pairing that with a strategy that turns one-time buyers into two-time buyers, into three-time buyers, and on and on, just like we've seen at our brands. So if you want to find out exactly how deep our retention marketing strategy goes, book a quick wins call with our team and we will show you exactly how we drive more repeat sales for our clients and hopefully how you can too. Go to mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins. That's mindfulmarketing.co slash quick wins, all one word. Now on to today's episode. This episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand is brought to you by my favorite SMS platform in the world, PostScript. They are the leading SMS vendor for growing Shopify and Shopify Plus brands. They are loved by companies like Olipop, Kopari, Brooklinen, and 6,000 more, including all of my brands. Get a free 30-day trial of PostScript at postscript.io slash install. And sure, they're a sponsor, but seriously, I absolutely love these guys. One of the biggest issues that I had was sending SMS messages to multiple countries, and I wanted to send them all at the same time. But the issue was some of the other providers out there won't allow you to send to multiple countries at the same time. And that was causing our marketing teams massive headaches. Postscript solves that problem, as well as their pricing is just upfront. You can see exactly what you are going to pay every single month, and you can cap it for your marketing managers so they know how much you actually want to spend on your SMS marketing. It's an incredible tool, and I highly recommend it. Again, go to postscript.io slash install, and please tell them that Jordan West sent you. Hey guys, Jordan West back here with another episode of Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Uh, today, I am super excited to chat with Chad Ross from Dorsal. Chad, welcome to Secrets to Scaling Your E-Commerce Brand. Hey, thank you for having me. 
Yes, yes. So I do this thing. I'm going to be totally honest. Um, I have so many meetings throughout the day that sometimes when I hop on a podcast interview, I don't even know who I'm talking to. And so I get to know them and I realized that Chad and I are totally connected already. And, and yep. so this is going to be an awesome conversation. Really looking forward to diving in and learning more uh, about how you guys have grown. And there's some really cool connections with Chad and I too. So yeah. um, Chad, for people who know nothing about you, tell us a little bit about who you are and what you do. Yep. My name is Chad Ross and I am the founder of a company called Dorsal Bracelets. We are an ocean inspired jewelry company, primarily bracelets, hence the name, but every purchase removes one pound of ocean plastic too. And so to date, we've been able to remove over 129,000 pounds of ocean plastic. Whoa, that's yeah. amazing. That is, yeah. that's incredible. So the cool connection here too, is that one of the companies that we own, uh, Keep Nature Wild is really, and I, and I think there's probably going to be some cool partnerships in the future with this, yeah. but you know, we remove a pound of trash from trails, right? Yes. And so there's some really cool potential synergies there. Chad, how do you guys do it? Who do you partner with? How, how does that work? Yeah. So we've changed partners over the years. So we're going on our fourth year of business, but we're currently with a company called Eco Empower. And they actually, it's really cool. They put all of their trash removal on the blockchain. So you're actually able to see around the world where where ocean plastic is being picked up from. And it's also creating an economy with locals in these other countries where people are able to pick up trash and turn it in for their currency. Really? That's yeah. incredible. Wow. Yeah, so, so there's yeah. actually more impact than even just removing the trash. Exactly. And we really don't talk about it that much in our marketing and stuff, mainly because it's easier to talk about face to face with people. It's really hard to kind of express that through marketing. So we really just talk about the trash removal. Now, we also work with a company called Coral Live to plant coral reef fragments to help repopulate some of the coral reefs around the world. Interesting. So I actually, yeah. Chad, I don't know. And we're, we're going to get into business stuff in a little yeah. bit here. But yeah, yeah. I actually didn't realize that because I know that, you know, they talk a lot about coral reefs disappearing. Um, yep. When I was like 20, went to the Great Barrier Reef. Incredible. Yeah. Just yeah. incredible place yeah. to be. I didn't realize that there is a potential turnaround for these coral reefs. Yes. Yes, there is. So Coral Live is a wild organization and they have figured out a way where they can build this metal structure and attach electricity to it and put it under the ocean, obviously, and then yeah, reattach yeah. coral fragments from living pieces of coral and it will help to regrow its own reef structure. So if you kind of imagine like a dome that they put underwater, they put yeah, these yeah. small fragments and it regrows and fish come and they've essentially built this fake coral reef that's real coral. Wow. So yeah. Yeah. Wow. That must feel so like good to be a part of that. Yeah, absolutely. So I mean, I feel like since you, even I was like younger, I remember Save the Turtles becoming like such a popular phrase. And it is really cool to be a part of it. And and a lot we get a lot of hate as a give back company on, you know, ads and social media and whatever. But it is cool to be like a part of the small impact that we're making because what I like to say is it's it's going to take all of us making really small changes to actually have a huge impact. So we're just trying to do our part in making that impact. Totally. I love what you said there as far as impact is concerned, right? Like people mm. will look, I, I know I remember when my wife just switched to uh, metal straws, right? Yeah. And metal straws yeah. and everywhere that she went, uh, she would bring her, her cup. And that was about six months before the pandemic started. And yep. then Starbucks started not, you know, allowing people to bring their own cups. Yeah. And I remember the flack that she would get from mm. her parents, right? Who yeah. are of the, you know, the boomer generation. Yeah. And it's like, well, of course, that's not going to make a massive difference on its sure. own. But sure. You know, 5 billion of us doing it is going to make a yeah. massive difference. 
So having that inspiration, I think, is really key, right? That's where you're actually able. And as business owners, we're able to actually inspire people. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I'm a big believer in like, no one can be perfect. And so really just making those small changes, like taking a reusable bag to the grocery store or taking a metal straw instead of using a plastic straw, like those little changes do really add up over time. Oh, absolutely. Especially when you think of like the population just of North America, right? Oh, like, yeah. We consume so much and throw away so much that yeah. these little changes can be massive. Chad, let's yeah. get back over to business. So when you started, what were you guys trying to do? Where Where's the inspiration from? So let's see. So when I was in college, I wanted to be a dentist. And so I was studying biology. And as like a fun creative outlet, I started a clothing company. And that was called Chuck Waters at the time. And it also donated to ocean conservation. I live in Charleston, South Carolina. And so I'm five minutes from the beach. So the beach is a big thing to me. So it was just a natural progression. Now that company didn't really move the needle as far as like a career goal. But I did start to love e commerce and business from doing that as a hobby. And so a week before graduating college, I decided I didn't want to be a dentist anymore. And two months later, I just took everything that didn't work for Chuck Waters, the clothing company, and turned it into dorsal. So for example, and I'm sure you deal with this a lot, but I hated dealing with sizing of like t-shirts. So having to have small, medium, large, extra large, 2XL, I hated having to deal with that. So our bracelets are one size fits all and they're fully adjustable. And then I also wanted a really lightweight product so that shipping would be a lot cheaper. So I really just took everything that I hated from Chuck Waters and and turned it into dorsal. It's interesting that you bring that point out because one of the things that we're doing right now with one of our groups is is acquiring different companies that sort of yeah. put together this this beautiful hopefully impactful group of companies that are trying to impact the world. And when we're looking at these, that is one of the biggest things. And I hope that you guys listening sort of understand why I'm talking about this right now, but return rates will absolutely kill your, not only your profit, but your cash flow, which is even more important. Yeah, absolutely. And so I can imagine that your return rate is probably incredibly low. Yeah, it's less than 1%. That's that's (laughs) incredible and unheard of when it comes to peril, right? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So yeah, so I absolutely love that. And these mistakes that we make along the way are such great learnings, right? I call them South Stars. It's like, oh, I'm never going to do that one again. That's yeah. the opposite of what I want to do. Yeah. When I first started, it was a restaurant, right? So I, uh, when okay. I was 2023, 20, I had a restaurant and it was like, I'm never going to do that again. I see leases come up and I'm like, oh man, I want to put a sweet like kind of restaurant that I want in there. I'm like, <laughs> nope. Nope. Yeah. I'll let somebody else do it. Yeah. Yeah. I would never get into the food world. Can't yeah. can't even imagine. <laughs> so Chad, let's let's talk about the growth. Where did you start to see the biggest growth as you guys went to market and you had this mission? And obviously, you know, you've you've sold a lot over the years. Yep. Over the past four years. Where did you see the big growth? Where were those levers? Yeah, so the first big turning point was when we started doing paid media. And we started where everyone starts, which is Facebook and Instagram ads. We were kind of, let's see, so I started it in 2018 in the summer. So that's when it was still a little bit more simple before the iOS 14 changes. And I ran our ads for the first year of Dorsal before passing that off to an agency. But yeah, that was our first our first turning point of like, wow, this can actually be a career for me. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Some of the most successful companies that I've seen in the e-com space are marketing driven companies, Mm -hmm. right? Like when you really understand that you can do a lot and then product and then the product development sort of coming after that. But unless you're a strong marketer, it's very difficult to grow these companies. Like you can go to like a craft market and see incredible products, but if they're not marketers, it's like, it's just going to stay in that craft market, right? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I mean, the same goes for Etsy. I know there's some really big Etsy shops, but there's some people who are like making stuff in their garage and it's like an incredible product. But without that marketing piece, like it might always be a hobby. Yeah, absolutely. For sure. We see that all the time. Yeah. Especially when we're kind of searching out different business ideas and we see those people on Etsy and it's like, well, you really do need to be able to, if you want to make impact, you do need to be able to scale totally. somewhat, right? Totally. And I'm not saying like scaling to the moon and sure. you know, needing to extract all the resources of the world, but you do sure. need to, if you want to have like an incredible team, right? yeah. you need yeah. to have revenue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And organic reach is just getting harder and harder. Now there is TikTok, which you can get some big reach there. However, I mean, it used to be a lot easier to add 30 hashtags to your Instagram post and a thousand people might see it when you only had 10 followers. That's just going away and it's getting harder and harder to reach people organically. So paid media is really a great way to start getting more eyes on your on your site. Totally. Let's chat. Let's let's talk paid media uh, in a post iOS yeah. fourteen world. Yeah. yeah. You know, we know, and we don't work with you guys on the paid media side, but we know that you're crushing things right now. What is working for you guys right now? So TikTok ads are doing really well for us right now. We're still kind of trying to find some stability because we still see a lot of variability day to day, but they are working really well for us right now. We haven't had much success on the organic front with TikTok, so we're still working on that. And then we're still just running our, our normal Facebook and Instagram ads, some a little bit of Google. But yeah, yeah, mainly TikTok is where we're really going hard this year. Have you had to change your content play? Let's go to Facebook and Instagram for a minute before, because yes. I, I do want to dive into to what is working on TikTok. But on the yes. Facebook and Instagram side, have you changed up your content plays at all? Yes, absolutely. Now, I will I will preface this with because we remove a pound of trash from the ocean, Facebook categorizes us as a social and political business. And so when the election was happening in the US last year, or whenever that was, they- <laughs> What year they, are we in anyway? Yeah, like... I, can't, I can't even remember. I can't keep up. But they ban ads from- the end of October until the beginning of March that were social and political. So our, at the time, our ads were like, check out this bracelet. It removes a pound of trash. And then we had to change it to check out this bracelet, Yeah, which our mission is our marketing. And so that was pretty rough for us. And so for a while, we were trying to figure out like, what is our footing and what is our next step? And we found some ways around it. But yeah, we've had to kind of stay on our toes with Facebook since the beginning because of that social and political aspect. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I get where Facebook is coming from with this, but I feel like sometimes sure. they're unfairly penalizing companies that are like, just because their they're robots, you know, happen to, to flag yeah. things in a certain sort of way. Yeah. So let's let's go over to TikTok because I think that people are super interested in companies that are continuing to to run on TikTok. Talk to me about the kind of creative that's actually working on TikTok. Yeah, so what we have seen is... You cannot take an ad from Facebook and put it on TikTok, but you can take an ad from TikTok and put it on Facebook. Absolutely. So, yeah. Yeah. And and I think TikTok's phrase is even don't make ads, make TikToks. And so when we are making new ads for the TikTok ad platform, we literally build the ads with our iPhone in the platform. We use their text, we use their sounds, we use all of their fonts and filters and everything. And we've seen so much more success from that than trying to make it nice and pretty as we do for Instagram and Facebook. So just kind of staying authentic and really just making it look so native to the platform, that's really what everyone wants right now. 
This to me is going to be the big idea from this episode right now, Chad, sure. is, is that idea of build, build it out. And we've, you know, we're, we're TikTok Canada partners over here. Yeah, that's awesome. And that's, and, and we've done a, a lot of research on what is working and that's exactly it, right? You're just building what, and this is the same thing on Facebook and Instagram guys. Yeah. Like it's the exact same thing. Yeah. You want to build ads that don't look like ads, right? People. Yep. They can smell an ad immediately and will skip yeah. right through it, right? Before uh-huh. they see sponsored or anything like that. And so it's this it's totally the same thing on TikTok. Are there any certain elements that you found have worked better than others? Like a voiceover, you know, the first five seconds being some sort of big thing. Are there any elements like that that you can walk us through, Chad? For TikTok specifically? For TikTok specifically, yeah. Yeah, so I think the most important thing is that the first two seconds are just a huge attention grabber. So using hooks that are like, did you know, or five reasons why, or check this out. Anything that grabs someone's attention, that always performs better. And then we always use either a voiceover, which could be, you know, my voiceover or the robot girl voiceover from TikTok. So the robot works. Oh, the robot works like really well. Yeah. So those are the two keys we do. We always add a voiceover, whether it's real person or robot. And the the beginning is the most important. We've even run ads where we'll just change the beginning of the first like two or three seconds to a different hook. And we'll see it perform so much better because people won't scroll immediately. So yeah, those are the keys we look for. And what is that like with the pound of trash aspect on TikTok? Are you able to get away with talking about that without them shutting your ads down? We haven't had any issues so far with it. So don't tell them that we're out there. But yeah, no issues so far with talking about helping the ocean, removing a pound of trash, planting coral. We've had no issues. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. I know just speaking to anyone else out there who runs ads for baby and children's companies, Canada, you can get away with it. And for some reason, it's not an issue. But in the US, all of your ads will get disabled. Interesting. Um, I've also heard from a few other like friends who are founders, there's a lot of issues in like the food and bev industry, like saying things are keto or for weight loss and things like that. So yeah, just something to look out for. Totally. And we've had to with with those kind of companies, we've had to dodge those issues for yeah. years on Facebook, yeah. right? And and dodge by meaning your account just gets disabled. So yeah, exactly, <laughs> so, exactly. <laughs> so take it while you can. Yeah, Chad, who who's your your avatar? Who's your perfect audience? Yeah, so we kind of have two. The first one is a younger a younger person who is around 16, maybe a little bit younger, but 16 is kind of where you get your credit card. So 16 to like 28, that's a big audience for us. And then parents and grandparents are a big audience for us who are gifting to their kids. So those are, those are really the audiences. So we're kind of targeting that Gen Z millennial audience, kind of like you were saying how yeah. millennials are just more interested in environmentally friendly companies. Yeah. And that is our audience. Now we are, surprisingly, because we're a jewelry company, we're about 50-50 split between men and women, which I always think is super interesting. That is super interesting. I, I've got a, yeah. cu- a couple of things to, to ask you about that. So number one, the 16 to 28, that, there's no doubt that those people are on TikTok, right? Like they're probably spending two hours a day. Oh, absolutely. Easily two hours a day. Consuming content. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The parents, grandparents, that, that whole crowd, are they on TikTok? Are you seeing anything with them there? They are. You know, it's surprising. And I can't even remember the stat, but I saw something recently how there's so many people on TikTok now and the audience is getting older and older as we go. So it seems like younger generations have already adopted TikTok and now older generations are starting to adopt TikTok. So we do we do see a bunch of uh, like older people purchasing and on TikTok. 
That's super interesting. I mean, they don't even have on their ad platform, they don't even have a category for, I think it's 35 plus. And like, yeah, guys, I think I'm, so. I'm 35. Like, I don't <laughs> consider myself that old. And I'm I'm yeah. now like, I have to like tell myself, like, don't go on TikTok because you'll yeah. be on there for like an hour scrolling. I and I know. It's incredible. It's yep. really like, yeah. I don't know how they've built a platform like that. I was actually thinking between, and sorry, this is a total tangent, guys, but I'm just really enjoying. This just feels <laughs> like a normal conversation. Uh, yeah, yeah, Chad it does. And I. But I'm trying to think what happened with Clubhouse versus a platform like TikTok. Where do you see, like Clubhouse had all of the makings of a viral platform. And they're, in my opinion, I, I haven't been on Clubhouse in like a year. I think um, it's actually shut down. Oh, okay. I think they literally shut it down. <laughs> I wow. could be wrong, but I, I believe it's shut down now. And I think it's because people don't necessarily want to have to tune in, right? They, they don't want to have to tune in live exactly. for these things. And people are lazy. They just yeah. want content given to them. I was going to say, like, I'm a huge fan of podcasts. I'm like always listening to podcasts or music. And the one thing that I always thought Clubhouse was lacking was the ability to record and play it back. And I know some people were like adding plugins or whatever to try and record it and post it later. But there was no way to like follow a creator and follow their podcast. And and you couldn't get short snippets and some people would chime in. And so it just wasn't, I think it was really good during quarantine. And they kind of got lucky with the fact that we were all at home. Yeah, but I think that's all it really was. And then the other piece that I think TikTok just destroys is obviously you post your content and it lasts forever or until you delete it. But it's so short and sweet. And like everyone's attention span just keeps getting shorter and shorter. And like, obviously, TikTok is not helping that but you're getting fed content that you absolutely love in a really, really short window. And I just I think it's like brilliant. It's absolutely brilliant. Awesome. Chad, we're not going to talk exact numbers here, but I just want to just get a sort of idea budget wise, Facebook, Instagram versus TikTok. What's that percentage like that mix right now? Yeah, so we're heavy on TikTok right now. I would say it's like 70% TikTok right now, 30% other. Percent. Yeah. Now, wow. an, another piece of it, though, is Dorsal is a primarily summer brand because we are so focused at, around like the ocean and the beach and stuff. So we see a huge uptick in conversion rate closer to the summer months yeah. and obviously Q4 like everyone does. So right now we have always seen lower conversion rates, especially on Facebook. And while things are so expensive, we just pulled back to be as efficient as possible. And we're just going way harder on TikTok because it seems like that audience audience is more receptive to our ads and to our products at Q1, which is pretty surprising for us. How are you tracking attribution? Because we found TikTok's attribution models to be like severely lacking. How are you tracking that? So we use Triple Pixel. I'm not sure if you're familiar with them, but they're a new like attribution software. Okay. And it's incredible. It's absolutely incredible. I can't recommend it enough. Oh, awesome. Cool. And that's where you're actually finding the real data. Yeah, exactly. Like just to put in perspective, it will show you what TikTok is reporting down to the ad level. So you can look at campaign, ad set, ad. It will show you what Google Analytics is reporting and then they will show you what they report. And it's very common for us to see like a 0.1 ROAS from TikTok, a 0.7 from Google Analytics and a two from Triple Pixel. 
Yeah, yeah, totally. Yeah. We the the way that we've solved this problem, at least in our brands, is with post purchase yeah. surveys mm-hmm. to really understand where people think that they heard about us. Because that yeah. to me is like the ultimate, right? Like I I yep. hate last click attribution. It's like yeah. anyone could get that last click. Like that that's the problem with working with affiliates sometimes, right? Is they'll pick uh-huh. up that last click and you're like, yeah. oh, you didn't get yeah. attribution for that. They didn't find out about you from there. But when people tell yeah. you, oh yeah, I found out about you. I think I saw you on TikTok the first time, right? It's like, oh yep. okay, sweet. That's, that's yeah, and we, we also do post-purchase surveys, and we use No for that, K-N-O. Oh, you do? Awesome. Good. Yeah. They're yeah, a, yeah. a sponsor of ours, and uh, Jeremiah oh, cool. has become a, a good friend, so they're, yeah, yeah. they're awesome. Yeah, yeah. We pretty recently, like a few weeks ago, started using them, and we were using a, a free app before that, and we saw response rate jump, I think, 25%. And then we also asked three questions now, and we have a 98% completion of that 50% who, who are responding to the survey. So uh, we absolutely love no. Awesome. Awesome. That's great. Yeah. Uh, interesting. Sorry, Chad, I'm going on so many tangents today. No, Obviously, you're good. I love it. I'm- I love it. <laughs> When doing strategic planning for our e-com businesses, uh-huh. we oftentimes, not oftentimes, you have to have KPIs, right? You have yes. to have some sort of KPIs to track and especially with customers. And a huge one is customer NPS, right? The net promoter score. Mm-hmm. And so how else are you going to get that other than post-purchase surveys, right? Or, exactly. or some, exactly. some kind of survey, right? And you, so like the more of these numbers that you can track, better you can actually plan for your future. So yeah, yeah, absolutely. And I think combining some sort of attribution platform with these post-purchase surveys is really the only way you can get even a glimpse of visibility of what's happening. Totally. I'm really interested to see Google Analytics new G4A. Yeah, yeah, I've heard about Which that. Which is no longer going to be last click attribution. Okay. So they're they're calling it, and it's not scientific. It's, uh, I forget exactly what they're, I was reading all about it this morning, but it seems like it may actually be solving some of the problems that some of the third-party Hyros and, yeah. and those ones have solved and potentially for okay. free, which is amazing. So I'm, I'm we interested. We love free. <laughs> oh, I love, I love free. <laughs> we love free. Yeah. Well, especially with, I mean, as you get into these enterprise level softwares, they just sure. eat up so much of your budget. So for sure, for sure. Yeah. Chad, I got to ask you the question I ask everyone who comes on the podcast. What is your secret to scaling? Secret to scaling. I would say there's two things. One, we try really hard to build a community around Dorsal. And I know that's everyone's favorite buzzword right now is community. But we have a Facebook group where I interact personally with as many people as I can. I think we're at 3,300 people right now. Awesome. Where I I show pictures of behind the scenes. I get feedback on new styles and new charm designs. And so I, I really try to not let our customers control the brand, but have like a huge say in the brand. So I really listen to our customers. I look at every review. And so that's a big thing for me is just listening to our customers because without our customers, we're absolutely nothing. And then the other thing is just paid media. I think paid media is one of the biggest ways to grow. Absolutely. Yeah. If that's not a a huge part of your marketing mix, how in the world can you grow? Know that you're going to grow, right? (laughs) That's the the biggest thing. Exactly. Because you you can try to go viral on TikTok all day long, but you can only guarantee eyeballs on your stuff if you're doing paid media right now. Absolutely. Uh, Chad, I got three more questions for you here. I hope that you were ready. Yep. Yeah. Awesome. <laughs> I'm ready. Great. First question for you, favorite tool or app that you're using right now? Yeah. So um, I would say triple pixel is my favorite right now. Just being able to see a little bit of that attribution has has been a game changer recently. I have one more thing to add though. I'm building a Shopify app. So that's cool. my favorite app coming soon. Nice. <laughs> nice. You want, you want to give yeah. us a, a hint of what it is? Yeah, yeah. So, um, you know, stories on Instagram, of course, it will yeah, be yeah. a it'll be a story navigation menu 
for e-commerce sites. So it's actually live on Dorsal right now for the mobile version. Oh, but yeah, sweet. I'm we're, check we're, it out. Yeah. And it, it feels so natural because people are so used to stories. And it's it's a really cool way to get people to easily navigate your website. So we have like a bubble that says bracelets and a bubble that says rings. And so if you're looking at a product, the the navigation menu travels with you and you're able to just navigate a lot quicker than clicking the little hamburger and then having to click shop and then having to see the drop down of bracelets. It's just it's faster and it's it's really cool. So I'm excited about that. Hopefully oh. coming at the end of Q1. Well, Chad, I'm hoping to get uh, beta access on a couple of stores yeah, before yeah, it ends. Yeah. So yeah, we'll have to uh, chat offline. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's awesome. Uh, second question for you: favorite podcast or audiobook that you're listening to right now? Favorite podcast is one called Group Chat. It's three founders. They live in LA. They release Monday, Wednesday, Friday. It's a great lifestyle podcast. Um, absolutely love it. Favorite book? Not that I'm listening to right now, but my favorite book is Atomic Habits. Ah, man. Do you yeah. get James Clear's Thursday newsletter? I don't. Oh, oh, Chad, Chad. I'm going to share you my affiliate link after. Not that. Okay, do it. I think you get like a sticker or something, but whatever it is, I'm going to share my link with you because that is mind blowing. I actually can't wait to read uh, today's. Like every time I'm like, I want that. That's, I want that quote. That's my quote. I want that quote. (laughs) <laughs> I know, I know. Atomic Habits, I've listened to it twice. I'm an audiobook guy. It's by far the best book I've ever, ever listened to. So I think I might re-listen to that one just being inspired on my on an upcoming trip here. So that's that's great yeah. stuff. Yeah, it's great. Last question for you, and sometimes this one can be a difficult one, but if you could sit okay. down with anybody, they have to be alive, you get an hour with them, you gotta have a drink. So coffee, tea, beer, wine, any of those, okay. who would it be? Ooh. That one's hard. I'm blanking on his name right now, but he was the CEO of Starbucks for like 17 years. Oh, Howard Schultz? Or Yes, yes. Ah! Yes, it would be him. So I'm actually working on a passion project that's a cold brew brand. But before that, I was like a Starbucks everyday kind of guy. And his book Onward is like one of the most inspirational books to me. It's also so cool because I, as someone who goes to Starbucks a lot, I remember every single piece he talks about, like introducing the app, introducing Frappuccinos. So yeah, I would love to just like, just brainstorm with him all day long. Oh, man. Uh, This brings up an interesting point. Uh, I'm actually going to just more pose this as like a rhetorical question. Why are there so many successful companies, some of the biggest companies in the world that have come from Washington State? I always wonder this. Like, what in the world is it? Like, I don't know. That's interesting. I've never thought about that. I I was chatting with a comedian yesterday as well. He does comedy videos. And we were chatting about the same thing. Why are there so many funny Canadians? (laughs) <laughs> right we're such a, like we're we're smaller in in population than california and yet we have yeah. like some of the the best comedians in the world come yeah. from canada we're like why is there's got to be some sort of like some sort of thread we were coming up with some ideas but yeah there you know a lot of good stuff comes from canada drake and justin bieber came from canada too totally totally there you yeah. go there you have it it's, yeah. it's there's there's something something up here <laughs> yeah, yeah, there definitely is. <laughs> Chad, thanks so much for your time today. This was an awesome conversation. Uh, I didn't even feel like I was working in this interview. So I, know, I, know. I appreciate it so much. Where can people find out more about you and connect with you and Dorsal? Yes. So if you want to connect with me, Twitter is the easiest place. So at Chad Ross, R-O-S-S, I think underscore after that. And uh, Dorsal, you can find us at dorsalbracelets.com. 
Awesome. Thanks so much again for your time today, Chad. Thank you for having me. Hey guys, we hope you really enjoyed today's episode. Can we ask you a favor? Hit subscribe so that you never miss an episode and share this with your e-commerce store owner friends. We also love reviews. So if you could leave us one on Apple Podcasts, that would mean so much to us. Just a reminder from the beginning of the episode, our team at Mindful Marketing is rapidly growing and we have room for one new brand a month that's looking to grow. Now, before you apply, please note that we're only looking for businesses that are ready to scale and have the capacity and the inventory for a large influx of orders. This opportunity is only available to brands that have had at least one year of sales history and are ready for explosive growth. If this sounds like you, go to mindfulmarketing.co slash apply and start the process today. I hope you guys have a great week.